We go in-depth on the Tesla Model 3, next on Talking Cars. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode. I'm Mike Monticello. I'm Jake Fisher. I'm Gabe Shenhauer. And today we're going to take a deep dive into our latest test car that we bought, which is the all-new Tesla Model 3. Now, there's been a lot of hype about this car, whether it's from Tesla or Elon Musk himself or other publications throughout the country that have already written quite a lot about it. But here at Consumer Reports, we don't care about the hype. We care about telling people what is it like to drive this car, what is it like to deal with that giant screen that controls everything basically inside the car, But let's take a step back for a second and first talk about how we bought this car because we have a pretty early Model 3. There aren't very many of these out there yet. To do that, it required, you know, outfitting the car a certain way. And Gabe, I was hoping you could explain that to us because this isn't a $35,000 Model 3. This is a $59,000 Model 3. Exactly. So uh, the first ones they're producing are the long-range ones. Uh, Long-range meaning it has a 310 uh, mile of rated range. Uh, interestingly, they uh, don't tell you the size of the battery, unlike uh, with the Model S. So, uh, I mean, just uh, estimating it, we think it's about 80 kilowatt hour battery. Um, anyway, also, uh, um, uh, we got the premium package and uh, the uh, autopilot and uh, all of that uh, adds a few thousand dollars and then paint. If it's not black, it's another thousand dollars. So uh, all in all, $59,000. So yeah, so much for $35,000 affordable. And we, we basically had to buy that though, right? I mean, this is the, the early production. I could think they call them first production cars. Uh, you have to get them a certain way or you're going to get further back on the list. Yeah. Is that correct? That's totally correct. But uh, one more thing to put things in perspective. Uh, when you look at other cars that uh, Tesla thinks are competitors, like a BMW Model 3, uh, BMW 3 Series or Audi A4, uh, they also start at about $35,000, and uh, very quickly with some options, they uh, become $50,000 cars. Well, just one thing I want to point out is that also when you look at those vehicles, especially in the Northeast, a lot of them are all-wheel drive, right. and this will have an all-wheel drive option, but that's not available right now. Right. So even though we're spending, we spent $59,000, not thirty-five, we still didn't get all-wheel drive, which We didn't is, get the exact car we wanted is what We really saying. wanted an all-wheel drive vehicle because that's really everything else that's in that category. And there's going to be, you know, another car. There's going to be the regular batteries coming later. Uh, that's 220 miles of estimated range at this point. I don't think mm-hmm. the EPA has rated that yet. So that's coming later. Right. Theoretically, soon you'll be able to actually get a $35,000 car. Right. And, as know, long as it's black. Right. Right. But enough about that. We said we were going to talk about what this car is like to drive. So, Jake... You uh, spent a night or two in it. Uh, what's it like to drive this thing? Well, night? early impressions. I mean, driving the car, eh, a lot of people don't talk about the way it drives, right? They're talking about all this other kind of stuff around it. And um, it drives really well. Yeah. Um, it's kind of the, I feel like it's the untold story. But, I mean, it, it, the steering feel is great. I mean, it's very responsive. It's, it's very, you know, I mean, the Model S, I mean, we talked about the Model S. I mean, with the, the big battery in the bottom, it's, you know, really planted. Low center of gravity. Low center right. of gravity, all right. that stuff. And, um you know, you take that and you kind of squeeze it down to a smaller vehicle, it's even more nimble. It even feels more energetic. Um, it's not, there's still problems with it. I mean, it, you know, the ride is a little bit stiff. Um, it's a bit of a, been a wind noise when you're driving it, but for the most part, it's pretty quiet and it's really fun to drive. Yeah, I, I got to be honest, I was really surprised. Uh, you know, when you first get in the car, I was just taken by how good the driving position is. Right. I mean, you know, you've got the screen over there, and we're going to get to that in a little bit. But So there's no instrument panel. 
uh, and you've got this you know small diameter thick rim steering wheel. It just feels really sporty, and turns out it, the car is very sporty. Right. Uh, it's got a really nice left footrest or dead pedal, great you know armrest. So you're in this. You've got this expansive windshield. You've got this pretty good view out, even though I can't really see the hood because it slopes down so much. I've got a, this what feels like a commanding view. Of this, well, it's probably closer to something like a, I mean, like a Boxster or something. Yeah, you know, Porsche Boxster. That's you what this, I sort of felt like. You or got an NSX or something like right, that. Right. You got a really low cal because you don't have right. any engine up there, and you have a tiny steering wheel because you don't need to see anything through it. Right. Um, it's kind of kind of neat to drive. Right. Yeah. Gabe, what do you think? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, the car is fun to drive because uh, the handling is so nimble. Uh, feels like a car that doesn't have any engine uh, weight over the front axle, mm -hmm. so everything is very immediate. Uh, the responses are so. Uh, Electric, uh, no pun intended. Ooh, but, like uh, <laughs> yeah, um, so that part is really enjoyable, but I agree with uh, Jake. Uh, the ride is uh, too stiff, and the wind noise at highway speeds, uh, that's a little uh, excessive. And, um, and it's kind of strange, especially at night, not to see anything in front of you uh, right. instead of an instrument panel. It felt to me sometimes like I was uh, driving a concept car. I've never driven a concept car, but it felt like with, with the, you know, there's wood in front of me and these kind of right. like layers of panels. It felt like what it might be like to drive a concept car, you know, from a car show. Um, Cross between that and like a Barbie Jeep. You know, yeah. it's kind of like, it, it, it seemed very different. I mean, we, we drive so many cars, it definitely felt very different. Right, yeah, I was, I was really impressed by the handling. You know, of course, and also the other thing that you're always impressed with with an electric car is that you get, you know, it's full torque immediately. So that, sure. you know, the, the most thrilling thing about an electric car to me really is yep. that initial acceleration. Yeah, that, because that, you get everything at once and it, it's, it's really fun. I mean, it's not to the level of a Model S or something like that, which is, you know, really fast. But it's pretty, still pretty good. Yeah, it's it's uh, the thrust is just uh, ready right there at the ready, and uh, it's it's very enjoyable. Now, I think you guys both brought up uh, wind noise. There was a, mm. another issue that that I found. I'm sure you guys found it too. Was if you sit in the rear seat. I mean, that's one of the uh, less good uh, rear seats in this segment. Um, and this is a segment we're talking about: uh, BMW 3 Series, Audi A4, Infiniti Q50, Mercedes-Benz C-Classes. Am I mm -hmm. right? So yeah, you're absolutely. Uh, and so with, uh, I can't really show them now, but you're, the seat is so low, and I'm thinking yeah. maybe that's so that there's decent headroom that your knees are are you know like up into your chest somewhat and and there's also limited foot space underneath uh, there's well, the, good knee room but the foot space is limited so under the rear, those seats the rear glass right i mean it kind of goes all the way ab above the rear driver or the rear, rear passenger seat so it goes way up 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 there and you know look they, they kind of make it kind of coupe like and they slope right. it way down and if they actually had a seat that was higher your you know a, an adult's head would be into the glass which would be a bad thing right. so what they've done is they made the seat like way low it's almost like a third row seat in some some SUVs it is or something kinda, yeah. and yeah your knees are up. I mean, look my kids are they're, they're happy back there yeah. and maybe a lot of people are like happy that they're in a model in a Tesla but, yeah, the, but the, unfortunately comfort right. it can't hold a candle to no. the competitors I don't think I mean so. the, the, the least they could have done is uh, uh, slope the seat a little bit to lower the, the rear raise the front of it and give you some um, at least partial <coughs> thigh support yeah there is there's no thigh zero support. thigh support there yeah, yeah. so we're talking about the Tesla Model 3 we're talking about but I do want to say something comfort. but since we're talking about the rear seat <laughs> about cup holders you know cup holders? But they're listen, good listen okay. to this though yeah. uh, you'll like this I put the rear seats down and uh, was able to put my mountain bike in the back uh, mm. full suspension 29 inch mountain <coughs> bike I had to take the front wheel off as you would with any sedan in this category but it fit in no problem. The, the pass through is actually really, have, really have quite you, good. Have you tried to put it in the uh, the the Model X? Oh, Model X, I can't even do it. <coughs> you can't do yeah, it on Model is, X. This is better than the Model X. <laughs> or at least our Model X, yeah. way it's configured. Yeah. But um, 
So that's enough about rear seat stuff. Let's get on cup to the, the other what thing. Really Forget the know. cup holders, Jake. Oh, um, let's talk about that giant screen because uh, it's a 15-inch screen. It basically controls everything within the car, just about everything. There's yep. almost no controls anywhere else. So what did you think of this screen, Jake? Uh, good, bad? Uh... I, well, I mean, look, I mean, before we actually drove this car and owned this car, we haven't been in one. And there's been a lot of talking about, you know, look, you look at the pictures, right? It's, it's over here. It doesn't look that. To be honest with you, it wasn't as bad as I thought. And that's kind of a weird, you know, weird way of saying. Yeah, is that praise? I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, very, very faint <laughs> praise. But um, honestly, it, it's not that bad because, look, first of all, it's not, it's not like it's over here because you can't really tell from the pictures. Right. It's, it's basically right where your right hand is, um, and that's where you see the speedometer. So in terms of, like, actually accessing and seeing it, it's not that horrible. I think the problem is... <laughs> it's still not great not that horrible. No, I mean, it, it's, it's a bit of getting used to it. I think the bigger problem is just so many things in it. And I think probably the things that are really annoying is probably when you look at things like, you know, the, the cruise control, right? Right. You know, and you want to, like, make, the, make it faster. Ridiculous. And it, you have to go in and, and, and find the little spot and press that. And that's, that's yeah. kind of... In most cars these insane. days, this is where that's your hands insane, are, right? Yeah. And, you're, and you, to do the cruise control up and down speed, it's right here. All you're or doing is... Stock it, for or those of you that can't, that are listening to the show instead of watching, I'm showing how you would do a cruise control with your thumb. Right. Right, and here you have to go like this, and let's also keep in mind we already said that the ride is kind of stiff. So sometimes <laughs> you're trying to hit the screen, and, and, it, and it's hard to, to hit things. I mean, you know? most of the things that are in there, I think it's it works out okay. I mean, there's some weird stuff because, like, you know, first you're just adjusting the steering wheel, right? Yeah. The, that control you have to get into the screen. And for the that. mirrors. The mirrors you got to get into that, but you're not really adjusting those all the time. You know, you could adjust those, and there's a setting, and there's a Jake setting, and there's a Gabe setting, okay. and that works out okay. Yeah, there's no mic setting yet. <clears throat> well, I think you could get on that. But but I think, um, yeah, some of the things that you're using while you're driving, that is going to be Well, let me ask you this, Gabe. Problematic. It, do you see it as a safety issue, a potential <clears throat> safety issue with, with everything being over here instead of here? I mean, safety issue, and also, why not a head-up display? Well, potentially, yes. Uh, there are, like Jake said, there's so much information there, and uh, a lot of the things. I mean, it's so often uh, and so frequently that you take your eye off the road just to look at it. I mean, okay, the speed is is right there, and that's not too bad. But the range is a tiny font, and it's an electric car. You want to know the range uh, all the time. Right. Uh, other commonly uh, used things like uh, time and temperature. That's way off to the right and tiny font. So uh, and and it always shows you the, the map, the navigation map. Uh, I mean, at least in the S, you can choose what you want to see. You want to see more radio, you can, you can do that uh, well, You can top. bring the radio up. Uh, right? Yeah, but uh, seeing the map all the time, I mean, come on. I mean, most of the time I know exactly where I'm going. I don't need that. Right. So, uh, yeah, about uh, head-up head display, I mean, this car is crying for head-up head display. Head up display. And, well, a head-up uh, display would be for And that would be terrific. Yeah. But, what I was going to say, not only is it crying for a, a head-up display, but, I mean, it seems like it's head-up displays are kind of, you know, a little bit futuristic, you know. Uh, it, you'd think that this car of any car would have something like that, where everything is up on the screen right in front of you like a fighter jet or something. Here, here's the problem. So, like, I was at CES, uh, you know. Consumer Electronics Consumer Show. Consumer Electronics Show. A couple, and, and they have all these cars, and they have, it's like big screens, giant screens. And they, they, they're showing cars that have, like, basically a display that goes completely across the dashboard. And, and even you look at some of the cars that, that we have. Look at Audi, and you look on underneath, you know, you look in your gauges, and there's, like, Google, you know, Earth going on. 
You know, there's something to be said about simplicity because some of the cars, there is so much information. I mean, it's like, oh, I, got, I need to know my, I need to know my range right now. I need to know my time right now. I need to know all these things. Like at some level, maybe you just need to drive the car. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, is that by putting all that stuff, and it's like, the truth is you shouldn't be looking at that stuff all the time. Right. You should look at it occasionally. And maybe, you know, you don't need to know all this stuff right away. You should just concentrate on driving. And another piece of putting that stuff on the side is autopilot. Now, one of the things that we've always talked about autopilot is, you know. That people, was next on my list. Well, I'm, we don't need this anymore. <laughs> but, but the problem with autopilot is some people kind of abuse this. Well, for, right? yeah, first, just for people who don't know, just explain what autopilot is. Autopilot is, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a system that you turn the thing on and it will steer the wheel for you and it will adjust speed for you. However, you still need to pay attention where you're going. So like you, adaptive, you should have adaptive cruise adaptive control with cruise steering control assist. Or... With steering assist, but steering actually follows the lanes. Right, okay. Now, the problem with this is that for up to a minute, you can actually take your hands off the wheel. You're not supposed to, and they tell you not to, but it will go and steer for you. Right. And the problem is that a lot of people kind of get into this kind of, Okay, we'll let the thing steer, and when it, when it tells you to put your hands on the wheel, you give it a little tug, and then you then you take your hands off. Right. You really can't do this with this car. Yeah, they can't game the system. You can't much, really right? game the system. And the reason is is because those those alerts that say put your hands back on the wheel are kind of off to the side. So you kind of relearn how to use autopilot, and, and it's probably going to people who have Teslas are going to be upset about this. Okay. But I think if you're actually getting into this new, you're going to wind up using the thing how it is designed, which is actually putting your hands on the wheel, paying attention where you're driving, because you can't game that system that way. Right. Well, and if actually if you use the lane change, you know, if you use your turn signal to change lanes, then that'll it'll change the lanes for you. Uh, it actually extends that period of time that you don't have to touch the wheel. But, I mean, obviously, you should be touching the you wheel. You should be. And, and the thing is, you know, when you go to the turn signal, I mean, again, it's 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 it knows that you're being involved in the driving situation. So it kind of makes right. sense, right? If you're turning the signal, you're paying attention. The problem is, is it's letting us do its thing right. and then playing with that big screen. Speaking of autopilot, though, Gabe, I mean, it's kind of a little bit back and forth. I mean, is this... Is this the same as we've seen with the S and the X, or uh, is it better, worse? Uh, very similar. So uh, some of the, uh, um, during uh, curves, it's a little late, and uh, some of the steering adjustments are tend to be a little abrupt. And uh, at least for my comfort level, it keeps me way too close to the guardrail or yeah. the, um, the, the margin, and um, I, I don't like that. Yeah, I would say it's similar to the S. So, okay. so we, yeah. have, we have an X and we have an S, and the Model X is the older system, mm-hmm. the newer Hardware 2 and Hardware 2.5. I think it's, it's, it seems very similar to that. I don't want to brag, but I had a friend of mine in the car last night, and uh, I said, you know, this thing's a little abrupt. She goes, oh, was that, was that the car doing that? She goes, you're way smoother than that. Wow. So I don't want to brag, but apparently I'm a smooth driver. At least compared to, <laughs> at least compared to the Model 3's autopilot. You'll take the compliment. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, uh, this Model 3 has some other, let's call them sort of oddities that are kind of unique to this car. And one of those is this uh, t- slim little key card that you is actually kind of like, instead of a key or a key mm-hmm. fob, you have basically like a thin little credit card uh, that you can use to unlock the car, and then you just put it in the car and you drive the car. Or... You can also uh, use an app on your phone, and it'll take care of everything. And the app is actually easier, I think. But well, what well, do you I, think about yeah. that? I mean, I think it's really designed for using your phone. Okay. You know, I mean, that's that's really what they've decided to do. They said, you know what? We're not going to give you a key. Everyone who's buying one of these things is going to have a smartphone. Right. And we're going to tie it to your smartphone. And it works like a proximity key. Right. So right. as like, you approach the car with your smartphone... Yeah, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. But without the phone, if you don't have the app and you haven't 
enabled the, the keyless driving, it's a total pain because uh, you have to tap that card uh, near the cup holder to start the car. That's a pain. I mean, locking and unlocking also. Uh, so it, it just, uh, you have to have the app and, and enable keyless driving. If and you don't have a smartphone, yeah. just don't buy it. Because it, it's, it's almost, it's almost don't like... Don't shun the, the non-smartphone people. Don't buy another car. But I mean, but, but yeah, Gabe's totally right. I mean, this thing, it's almost like the emergency if your phone, smartphone dies. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's a little bit hokey. Okay. But if you do have a smartphone, it's a great car. Okay. The other thing about smartphones, yes. I'm sorry, I'm going to go off your list. But, but the other thing it's is... not on there. But um, it actually gives you a real... This is a controversial... It gives you a really good place to put your smartphone. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, true. a lot of cars don't do this because, right. well, you probably shouldn't be looking at your smartphone it's while you're driving. the first car I've been in where it has a really good spot to just take the phone and put it right there and it doesn't move. Right, you right. You can actually put a couple next to each other. And there's a cover on it so you can yeah. stop making it so you are less right. distracted. You could just look at the big screen. Right. So, yeah, you can rest your phone there, and if you look at Waze, for instance, uh, it's pretty convenient instead of having it uh, attached to, to the dash or something. Yeah. And speaking of getting in and out of the car, what about those wacky door handles? Uh, they're pretty wacky. Uh, so, uh, first of all, to uh, exit, it's like a Corvette. It's an electric kind of thing. And right. uh, actually, uh, my wife had no problem. Um, I didn't prompt her or anything. I didn't mind She that. knew exactly yeah. what yeah. to do. And uh, But uh, the... The outside door handles are are much more wacky, yeah, because uh, they kind of pivot. To the, they're they're flush with the body, like in the S, but they they don't uh, come out at you as you approach the car. So that's uh, that's a little too bad. Yeah, why? Why can't they just do a normal door handle? It, like every <laughs> Tesla, right? I mean, the Tesla Model S came out and had these hokey door handles, which broke quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Then they changed them again on the Model X. And now we have a new mechanism that also doesn't quite make sense. Because it's weird. You have to push in and then pull out from other... You almost need like two hands if you have small hands. And yeah. It's, and it's, it's, I think it happens almost opposite of the way every other door handle works, right? Usually you kind of pull this way or... <laughs> pushing in to pull out. Push, yeah, it's just... And, and here's the crazy thing. It's like... Like, there's, there's a lot of neat stuff always about Tesla because they seem to kind of reinvent things, right? right? They're right. like, hey, well, we don't really need a start button. That, right. that makes right. sense, right. right? I like yeah. that. So it's good to change things to make things better. But the door handles, they keep on changing things that don't need to be changed right. and they wind up worse. Like, that's, right. the, don't stop doing that. Right. Um, <laughs> I want to emphasize this is, uh, what maybe you call a really early first drive. So these sure. aren't final, uh, our final say on anything really about this car. We, we may drive it more. We're definitely going to drive <laughs> it more. We're going to put it through our full test program, but I'm going to put you guys on the spot right now. Jake. If you had yes. one word to describe what you think so far about the Model 3, one what is word. it? One word. Uh, uh, innovative. Okay. Gabe? Um, certainly unusual, um, mm. but um, I don't know. Uh, I'm, uh, I, I need to warm up to it. Need more time. Yeah. 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 All right. For me, I'd say promising, but probably not for me. You know, there's something lacking in, in uh, you know, I don't get a charge. Get oh it? my God! Out of electric cars because they they lack the visceralness, if that's a word, you know. Of you know, I like a you know a nice exhaust sound, decelerative burbling from an exhaust when you're coming oh up God. to a stop sign. You know, we put aftermarket exhaust systems on cars for a reason because we love the way they sound. And while this there's some excitement to going really fast in the car, you know, when you take off from a stop, and this car handles great, but the rest of the time there's just it's like driving a computer. You know what I mean? So I, I miss. I miss the sound of a good old internal combustion engine. Uh, 
You're no. old. No, I'm old. I'm old. <laughs> it's, I hear it's, you. It's, it's, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. I mean, it's, like a, it's, it's, it's more like playing a video game. You know? Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Which, which is got positives and negatives. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. We want to hear what you think, though. You've heard what we think about the Model 3. After hearing what we said, would you want to buy this car or not? And if you're one of the hundreds of thousands that have already put down a deposit, tell us that, too. So to do this, send us a 30-second video to consumerreports.org slash talkingcars. As always, thanks for watching, and we'll see you next week.